In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Chelsea. Nope, sorry. Good morning, Cleveland. It's a big day for me and Jack. It's our favourite game of the year. It's Chelsea versus Man U. We get excited. We apologise. Let's move on. Good morning, Cleveland. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm good. So, obviously, big day today. It's, we're both Team Zane as Chelsea fans, sticking it to uh, Team Greg. So, uh, no, it's one of them days where uh, we give it to Greg Joseph, the big one, um, and uh, yeah, bring back Zane. All right. Just to make a little disclaimer there, Jack hasn't had a drink, and it doesn't mean bring back Zane at all. He's just winding you up. Bit of English banter there. Chelsea versus Man United, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I've already told you that I've met, I met him, didn't I, last week? Yeah, I've told you that yeah. story. Yeah. You've got to have a word with him. If it turns up to a press conference in a Man United shirt again, we're going to riot. Well, a bit of an exciting news. Uh, the, the Browns have put me on their YouTube um, YouTube, I'll put the link on there. So yeah, the Browns have recognised going over to Cleveland. And, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You talk about exciting news. The Browns have just traded yesterday for um, a fifth round pick for Hyde. And the exciting news is you landed on YouTube. I love it. <laughs> yeah, okay. Worries. <laughs> yeah, okay, sorry. Um, I'm semi-excited. I'm not really, actually. I don't know if I'm... I don't know where I stand at all, Jack. I, I still don't. I, I can understand the commercial side of it, which I take very seriously, working in business. But we are going to be um, a bit handicapped in the, the rest of the games this season. No, not at all. Um, so Hyde's role within a sensible offence would be if you're sort of third and three or less sort of third and two, third and one, he's the back you bring on for that one play to drive it to a first down or you uh, bring him in when you're just at the goal line and you want a, a literally a brick house just to ram it over the line. He's not your back. If you ever have Carlos Hyde out there on first and 10, then it's bad offensive coordinator and bad head coach because he's not that sort of player. So he's got his role and all three different running backs within the Browns had their roles. And I think it's just a case of pure, it's what we saw if anyone's seen Moneyball where um, he won't start Carlos Pena. Um, so uh, he just walks in there, he goes, you can't start Carlos Pena. Why? It's my team. I'm the coach. I'm the start whoever I want. And they go, well, you can't start Carlos Pena. Um, you've got to start Carlos Pena because we've traded, I forget who it was, um, might have been Giambi or uh, it was um, someone else. Um, oh, just just why, why we're mid-pod, Daniel Jeremiah just tweeted me and he's interested in coming on the pod. But uh, no, back to what I was saying. So yes, just full on money ball. I think Dawson sick of Haley and Hugh refusing to start the more gifted running backs in um, Chubb and uh, Duke Johnson which both then that's one and two within elusiveness rating within the NFL 
um, minimum 15 snaps running back. Um, yeah, it's fantastic news. Um, well done, Dorsey. Um, it's, it's not quite on par with um, Sashi getting a fourth round pick, pick for a punter, but it's certainly in that level of trades because there's Sorry, no value story in the One more bloody time. Sashi got a fourth round for a punter. It's, it's almost that good. It's, it's in that bracket. And people who just look at Hyde and think, oh, we've well, got some yards and he's got five touchdowns. Well, if you're going to give any running back that amount of carries, they're going to get yards and they're going to get some touchdowns. Um, he's not anything special. He's got a fifth round pick. Hyde was only ever going to be here. It was a one-year deal. Might have said three on the tin, but it was only a one-year deal. So fantastic news and uh, good luck. All right, excellent. Yeah. Um, by the way, Daniel also texted me, tweeted me at the same time, just to be really clear about that. Well, yeah, he tweeted me and you're tagged in it. Yeah, so calm down, sunshine. Are you the source? Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway. Um, Dorsey, how do you think he's actually doing at the moment, mate? Go on, just be brutal. One to ten. How, how well do you think he's doing? Um... I'm, I'm, I'm going to say six still because I think some people get too um, blinded with it and go, well, he got the best offensive and best defensive player in the draft. Well, he picked the first offensive player in the draft because he had the number one pick and he picked the first defensive player because picks one, two and three were offense. And if you, if you get a draft hall like that, then it's fantastic. And I, I think it's a case of... He's done amazing day one. It was two fantastic picks. He held his nerve and he just did what was right. I think we'd have certainly got Baker if um, we still had our last GM, RIP Sash. Um, but Ward would have been a trade back. And um, I've got no issue at height. Um, it was a great pick. Day three, I thought he did well. I'm still not convinced on Callaway because of drugs and the past issues, but he might prove me wrong there. Avery's been a fantastic pick. And quite frankly, sixth and seventh round picks. I don't really care. Um, I'm not expecting anything there. It's a stab in the dark. Unfortunately, day two worries me. The four picks he's used as day um, two picks. We've had Corbett, who I didn't like. We didn't need a guard. Um, Chubb, nah. Um, he's good running back, but he's running back. It should have been day. Four, uh, it should have been fourth round. Ito Smith, um, Thomas. I just, I still can't get made around what he saw. Um, and the other, probably the worst day two pick he used it's Tyrod Taylor why on earth trade a pick for that 16 million pounds 16 million pounds you could have got me Teddy Bridgewater but let's park let's park TT we're going to come back to him in a minute okay so um, what are you giving him out of 10 yeah good question I'm going to give him 8 out of 10 okay and Corbett, okay? We've got a problem with our centre at the moment. Corbett can step in and be centre, okay? He hasn't played it since high school, but yeah. <laughs> but, um, I've got some, I don't know, I've got some faith in him. I didn't, okay, Chad Thomas, it's someone, you're just parking him for a year, let's just see what happens. We can't really comment on it. Um, Ratley, let's park on that as well. Yeah. Avery looks potential. Um, yeah, Chubb, I agree with you. But Chubb's powerful, you know. He could be a he could be a game changer. He could be as good as um, Sarquin Barkley. 
Yeah. Oh, 100%. If, if Chubb would not have got his injury, he's going before Saquon Barkley in this draft. And yeah, the, the injury is obviously going to make an impact on your draft stock. But people don't seem to understand this. He would have gone before Saquon Barkley without that injury. That is how good this lad's potential is. Yeah, okay. And what he did with Landry, he, he boosted them. Yep, Jack, I can see your face. He <laughs> uh, boosted the um, wide receiver room with Landry, got the culture in place. What he's doing with the Hugh, um, Hugh and Todd and Greg, he's, he's shown who's boss. He's brought in good people around him. So he's brought in um, the Packers guys. So that's why I'm giving him an eight. I think everything he's doing, and he's made a good commercial decision on Hyde. That's a shrewd business move. Bring a free agent in and swap it for a fifth. I'd, I'd say three and a half million for six games and a fifth round picks. It's not really a commercial decision. It, it was a, I, I don't know why the draft pick was made unless he was going into the draft saying, I might not pick a running back. Um, because if we would have gone Ito Smith, the high pick makes sense. But if we're planning to take one that high, mm, but it was always a one-year pick anyway, a player anyway, so it's not the end of the world. It, it, it's similar to, um, what was he called? Um, Brock. Osweiler. Osweiler, yeah, exactly. Um, we paid $15.5 million for for that draft pick. Yeah, that, that was the second-round pick that turned into Nick Chubb. So we paid $16 million to draft Nick Chubb. Fine. Yeah. So we are paying a premium for this fifth round, and it's not as sexy as a, obviously anything higher, but it's not bad business turning a free agent into something positive. No, no and that's why I would have loved us not to have taken that third for uh, Tyrod Taylor. And if we'd, have, okay. if, we'd have, if we'd have got Teddy Bridgewater, that I was desperate for us, all off-season I was going, it's got to be Teddy, it's got to be Teddy, um, then we'd have... We would have saved ten million. We would have had that third round pick to use this year, and we'd have an extra third round pick next year. So um, those sorts of things add up, and that would okay. change. How about this then? Okay, the Tyler Taylor deal's not dead. Okay, like like the Wentz deal, we, we we're still in play. We could get a second round pick for him. I don't think we're gonna. We could get a third round. Okay. We may get a fourth round, but I'm happy for him to come in to take the pressure off Mayfield for them first games and lose one or two rounds. That's just my view. I, I just think Teddy Bridgewater is a better player. Um, I, I really like Teddy as a player. Um, I think he had a massive upside. So, um, no, it's, it's one of them that it happens and at the end of the day. It's a one-year deal and he's gone. So, it's... It's neither here nor there. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I think if we trade him off, which I'm not sure we will, because I don't think anyone's really got the cap room to take him, um, I think it's going to be a case of the end of the season, and I don't think we really get a comp pick for him um, in 2020 because of um, we're probably going to sign someone as a free agent. I've just got a feeling Dorsey's going to try and make a splash somewhere in free agency at the end of this season. Mm. I think um, there's a few teams that need quarterbacks at the moment. Mm, but are they going to trade mid-season? Do they? It, the only quarterback you're going to trade for, really, is if you 
if your quarterback goes down and you still think you can make the playoffs and you think Tyrod Taylor can get you there. So is anyone really in that bracket? No, I don't think so. Who knows? An injury might come up next week and it all changes. Where, where, where are the targets? Dolphins? Uh, I think Tannehill is, Tannehill's back next week, so that's fine. Um, Raiders? Raiders is the one that could be interesting. Only if... I think they keep Derek Carr till the end of the season and trade him. But if they were to trade Derek Carr now to the Giants, which is the only real place he's likely to go at the moment... And then um, they bring in Tyrod, maybe, to get them through to the end of the season. They could be one to keep an eye on. And the um, old Browns callback, where's he gone? Um, Bills, they won't. Josh Allen will be back soon. He's only yeah. out for a couple of weeks, I think. Okay. Okay. You don't think, get rid of him. You're thinking no one wants him, basically. I don't think anyone wants him. I don't think anyone can afford him. Because how many teams are sat there with and can take on that amount of uh, cap spaces? There's not really anyone in the NFL who, A, has the cap space and then would want him. So if you're looking in the, obviously it's not all 16 million, but if you look in the teams that can afford him, Colts, they've got luck. 49ers seem to be happy with Bethard um, and they've wrote off the season anyway. Titans have got Mariota. Texans have got Deshaun Watson. Jets. Um, or obviously fine. Jags aren't going to trade for him. Eagles um, have 10 million this year, but they're blown next year. They're already over. So they might just sit on that all this year. And that's it. And Cowboys and Redskins and everyone else has got less than 10 million. So it's unlikely anyone's going to trade for him. But you, you never know. This is the Paul and Jack show and we've got no, um, no structure to it. Jimmy G, are you um, happy we didn't go for him in the end or not? I'm over the moon. I think the best chance you've ever got of winning a Super Bowl is with a uh, rookie um, quarterback. Obviously, if you can get hold of a Brady Rogers um, level quarterback, then that's a great shot. But I would rather aim for a rookie quarterback and go, right, we've got a five year window, than if you sit there every year and hope to draft the. Aaron Rodgers, Brady-level quarterback, you're going to be sat there wasting a load of picks. And look what happened to the Colts. The Colts have got a quarterback that coming out, sort of the only one in the last five, maybe longer years, that people were discussing as the locked-on number one pick, phenomenal player, and he got injured and then their whole season went up the trolley. So um, I, th- I think the best way to go is to do what we did. Do everything you can. Get the quarterback generally with the best Q-base rating from Football Outsiders and just ride with it. How many more days have you got left in the trade window? Nine? Now you're putting me on the spot. I th- I'm not entirely sure when it falls. Um, but it's coming up very soon. Let's have a quick Google. See if it comes up. Um, what time is it? It's 4pm... Oh, that's 2017. That's um, all key dates. We're having a look now. Trade deadline. It's going to be October. Is 30th of October. So that's 10 more days. It's at 4 p.m. Eastern. Oh, New York time. So it's Eastern time. So um, yeah, 10 days basically from when this show goes out. All right, cool. So I was close. Um, 
All right, good. Anything else you want to discuss? Um, I th- there was some in- an interesting stat came <laughs> up um, this week. Andrew Siciliano, what a name, uh, tweeted out, missed tackles uh, according to next-gen stats for this season. Number five with 64 was the Atlanta Falcons. Fourth with 65 was Miami Dolphins. Third with 72 is the Buffalo Bills. 49ers in second with 73. And a whopping 83, so 13 more than second, is the <coughs> Browns. And that is a serious concern. Do you think we've got fundamental issues in our club? I think the issue I sort of see is the it's bad play calling on both sides um, of the offence and defence. So why the players are doing really well to overcome that, our coaching staff aren't helping. And the coaching staff should be there to enhance what the players can do. Um, and you saw the change, obviously, moving from Jeff Fisher to McVeigh had on the uh, Rams. Um, but... We need to make that change. The defence is very easy to predict and you've had the last two teams who've played basically outwardly mocking Greg Williams after the game, which is it's, it's gutting because there is a lot of talent on that team. Um, but it was interesting. Uh, Benjamin Albright tweeted this week um, when he was chatting to um, a defensive coordinator within the NFL who basically said, as um, coordinators now we don't really care about how much yardage we give up. It's all about creating turnovers. So the style of play from our defence in terms of individual players is very positive towards that. And I think where you're seeing the NFL rule changes of it's all about design to rack up points, but yeah, why not? Um, So the full quote was he said, Philosophically, you can no longer build a defence to prevent yardage. The focus on your defence has to be about generating turnovers with modern NFL rules. That's a really interesting thing that I hadn't really comprehended. And obviously, turnovers, we've mastered that. We've done a good job. It's really hard to sustain. It's not a stat that keeps level. So uh, let's see what happens. We started well. The last game, we didn't really get a lot of turnovers. Yeah, last last well, last game they ran it. They barely threw the ball because the defense was just so poor against the run, which is bizarre and saying because ninety nine percent of the time, it, run defense doesn't really matter in terms of winning. But they were just all over the place, um, and they just didn't get it done. So um, no, we'll see what happens. All right, good. Well, look, keep an eye on the time, mate. I know you get upset when we go over our time limits. Oh, it's, it's, it's when you're chatting about like people's dogs. Um, the people want to hear about NFL. That's why they listen to the podcast. I know they they want a little bit about like what someone's dog's doing or what their favourite underwear is. But uh, we don't need to fill the podcast with Game of Thrones questions. How dare you? People are interested in this stuff. I'm Every not. other podcast does the same thing. So we like to be different on this show. No. Talking about different, I've got some awesome guests coming up, Jack. I have got some, besides DJ, we've got another legend, top 10 all-time Browns legend coming on the show soon. Yeah, I'm excited. And it it makes a change when you throw the word legend around and we we actually mean it this time. 
Be careful, mate. If you even think about upsetting Possum Guy and not saying he's a legend, we're going to fall out. Oh, no, but there's, there's legends and there's legends. So you've, you've got these sort of... Possum Guy, I think, is more of a hero than a legend. Um, it's, 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 it's the different style of... Like, Pete Smith, we, I, think we, I think I called him a legend when he was on. He's, he's, a, he's more of a hero than a legend. So uh, I think there's just that divide between the two. Legend's sort of someone that's done it and well-respected across the board. And I think this guest sort of fits more into that bracket. Okay, good. And, uh, yeah, I've got a few more little guests up my sleeve. Real twists, mate. We're getting away from the classic guests and we're going for twists, okay? So, that worries me. Yeah. <laughs> Watch your space. All right, let's go for it. Um, the, the great Baker Off. The great Cleveland Baker Off. So, we're, we've had a discussion. Um, Paul hates draws. Obviously, we've had enough of overtime. It's been going on too long. So, we've dropped completion percentages because then we've only got three stats um, and it makes it nice and easy. Um, who's going to call the first one, though? Um, and how's it going to work out? So that because there's, no, there's three, well, there's three stats and then three stats. Jack, so uh, it's very easy. You're my guest. You go first. I'll go first. So I'm going to go yards, 295 yards for my dear boy, Baker Mayfield. Uh, I'm going to go with 350. Love it. And how many touchdowns are you predicting? Three. That's, that's great because I was going with two. So perfect. I'm going to go one interception. I'm going to go with three interceptions. Yep. I'm going oh, big, mate. This week. Wait, this is the Bucks defense. They are the worst defense in the NFL. If he gets three touchdowns, then it's too scary. Right. And now we're on to our favourite running back roulette. We've said goodbye to Carlos Hyde. Bye-bye. And we've added Dontrell Hilliard. Um, so... On a pause for one second. It's a Jack and Paul show. Where's um, Days? Where is he? That is a good question. I don't think he's on a roster. I don't even know. Did he end up on a practice squad? Let's have a little Google. It's interesting. He's just gone like totally off the radar, hasn't he? Yeah, and there's a few players. It's like they look quite good and then they finish. Um, 49ers. Nathan Gazura would be happy with that. He's at the 49ers. Yeah, it's practice squad. He's similar to uh, Duke Johnson, though, in his style, so it makes sense. Yeah, and I think Hilliard is as well, but um, obviously he's going to be phased in more as a punt returner and I think also kick returner. I don't know if it was one or the other, but that's sort of where they were uh, talking about him coming in as. But, uh, no, it's all good fun. So, yeah, Matt Day's. Um, practice squad player. Right, back to the old predictions. I've got Chubb first on my list. So how many, what percentage to 10% of the running back uh, touches will Chubb get? And it's rushing touches, not overall touches. I'm going to go with Chubb 40, Duke 40, 
Another guy, 20. So I've gone Chubb 60. I've been really bold. Um, Duke 30 and Hilliard 10. That's uh, my scores on the doors. Okay, cool. You think Hillard's going to get a few touches then, yeah? What, Hillard? Yeah. I, th- I think he'll get a few. Um, and I think it could be as low as sort of four, uh, four rushes. It might be even less than that. But I think it'll be enough that he'll just scrape in at 10%. Um, I don't think he's going to get 20. I think that's a little bit ambitious. But uh, you never know. Um, I, I just think that... Th- They've obviously got a plan, and I think this was the week they were probably going to go well over to Chubb. Um, and if you kept Hyde for one more week, and people saying, "Oh, but we could, we should have seen what Chubb can do before they get rid of Hyde," well, if you sort of go over to Chubb and give him, say, fifty percent of the rushing back touches, and uh, Hyde gets, say, twenty percent, you're going to get a seventh round pick rather than a fifth round pick. So, uh, no. Just uh, make the move, and I think, uh, well done, Thors. Good work. All right, excellent. I guess you will know what my predictions are. Yes, because unfortunately, uh, due to timings, we couldn't get you on the pre-game show uh, with my mate Adam, who's a Tampa fan, but uh, we will be after the London game tomorrow, um, whizzing over to come and meet you and watch the I finally get to meet Adam? Finally get to meet Adam. Good, good. We've got a bet, actually. I think the loser has to wear a shirt on... I was, I was going to say, I, I was just going to announce it if it hasn't come up before, is uh, there's a bet based on our, the Premier League draft um, league of which one every you 2 finishes lower has to come on this pod wearing... You either wearing a Bucks jersey or him wearing a Browns jersey. And that obviously will be a video podcast as well. Because uh, someone's going to be looking awkward. That reminds me, actually. That uh, Vikings fan, the one that says you're going to chop her head off. <laughs> I never got a picture of her with a Browns uh, throw. That's the Ravens. Ravens, sorry, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, husband was a Vikings fan. That was it, yeah. Good memory. But yeah. um... I still have a bottle of champagne to um, um, the Raider. What's he called? Uh, yeah. Raiden... Crusader Raider. And he was meant to come back on the show if uh, uh, Baker threw a pick six. But I'd argue it weren't a pick six. It was Callaway's fault. So, uh, hey, let's blame Callaway for that one and call it a turnover. All right, excellent. Uh, anything else you have to discuss on the show? Your score prediction. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game this game. So, I'm going to go with 27-20. Ooh. Well, I've predicted a lot more points than that, but you'll have to come back tomorrow to find out exactly what I predicted. What, you want me to come back on after the show to find out what you predicted? No, you're going to have to listen to the podcast. Okay. It's full of jokes. And also, I make a really, really good idea for what we should replace Maroon 5 with for the halftime show, and it's a cracker. I promise you, wherever you're listening, you're going to be laughing out loud when I make that call. What, you want to do a um, podcast half-time at every game? No, 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 no. The Super Bowl half-time show, I've got an event that will shock the world. There'll be people paying pay-per-view passes just to watch this NFL Super Bowl half-time show. It's going to be that good. It's going to be up there with the greatest moments in history. 
Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen, but hey, I've put a good idea forward. So, Cleveland Browns Daily, they changed the format of the show and they never told anyone. And it upset quite a lot of fans in Cleveland. So, I'm going to start massaging you guys and let you know we're going to make some changes from the start of this show. So, basically... (laughs) um, we're going to start changing the songs around. Jack, you're head of Jukebox. You've put a few songs on a few uh, podcasts. Uh, this one's gone with Pink, I believe, yeah? Yeah, get, get this party started on a Saturday night. So uh, at the end of the day, everyone's waiting for you to arrive, Paul. So uh, I thought it's a, it's a good, funny, topical song. And then we've got sort of a cracking song if we win a game. We've got a a funny song to try cheer people up if we lose a game. We've got, I'm working on an international track for when you're uh, jetting off around the world. Um, we've obviously got my salary cap show, so obviously got different ones, but we're keeping changes coming. It's just too good. So on every other show other than my cap one, you've still got changes coming. Um, uh, we're keeping the, the London for the big guest, yeah? Uh, the big guest is staying in London calling because that's sort of our, our peak and... Uh, Big shows, so uh, no, we, we just thought, let's mix it up and have some fun. Um, so uh, keep an eye out, guys. Let us know what you think. And if you've got a song out there that you think this would be even better, let us know because we're always up for uh, spicing it up. All right, excellent. Going to keep injecting videos into the show. What other things? We discussed about off-season. We've got some ideas for off-season as well. Keep us going. So, yeah, lots of lots of good ideas. So... Um, and always want your feedback, want your reviews. I still owe you someone a shirt when we get to 50 reviews. I promise you that. Uh, Joe Thomas competition, I'm gonna have to pick a winner soon. It's all going crazy. And as well guys, if the sort of going into next week, um, sort of around Wednesday, Thursday, Friday time, you think, I've got a question for Paul and Jack. Hit us up with a question because we're more than happy to throw some questions into the Paul and Jack show. Um, or even sometimes with our other guests. Um, no, fantastic. Um, do let us know, guys. All right, excellent. Jack, you want to finish the show? Just remember, guys, change is coming. There's change coming. There's change coming.